right, everyone. Welcome back to Force Fear, the official podcast that's going to bring to you your information and reviews of the horror genre. Why does everything have to be official? Because that's the only way I believe people take it seriously. No! No! It's... Okay, I mean, it's it's real, but yes, this is Force Fear, and I'm your girl, Jamise. And this is your boy, Khalif. And so I just want to do a quick shout out to our sponsor today, which is Amazon.com. But please visit them through the link Amazon.Crusade.net to get some excellent uh, discounts and give a shout out back to us. So we get a little something, something on the side. But also you can use Amazon to shop for any episodes, previous seasons of Walking Dead. Fear the Walking Dead and other horror movies we might uh, discuss on this show as well. So just remember Amazon for even your entertainment needs. Oh, yes. And always remember, those pennies, it costs you nothing extra. It just shows that you're supporting the website. So thank you guys very much for that. So we'd like to already thank those of you who are supporting us and our sponsors. We surely appreciate you and appreciate you listening to us. And so we're going to always try to bring you the best entertainment. So we're really going to get into this episode in just a moment about what we saw for episode three of Force... Uh, sorry, not Force Fear. This is episode two of Force Fear, episode three of Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, The Walking <laughs> Dead. All right, all right, all right. So yeah, this was called Autobotos. I have no, it looked like our old bros. Uh, I, I, <laughs> our old bros. Our old bros. <laughs> I yeah. thought it was outer burrows, but did, I you, did, you, did you spell it the way the episode spelled it? I copied and pasted for IMDb. Okay, then I have no idea. So some of you who may be Californians, maybe it's a Californian thing, maybe you could explain it to us. Feel free to email us at... Oh, do we have an email for this show? Well, you can still use Crossfire okay. at crusade.net. <laughs> okay. All right. That'll work. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I never email myself. So, um, but we do appreciate your responses and information. We do consider that every time, of course. Well, let's go ahead. And also, we do have a special treat for you this episode. I was about to say this evening. Uh, we let's do have a special treat <laughs> because we did review another possible cult classic called it follows right so stay tuned at the end of this episode we're going to totally spoil all over the movie it follows okay so um as we said before we don't usually do a play-by-play but we're not gonna start (laughs) yeah so we don't usually do a play-by-play so we're just gonna jump into it um i what are your thoughts about this episode? I personally, I really enjoyed it a bit more than the last one. I was a little pissed because I was like, oh, Scott Gimple, you got me. You got me again. It it was entertaining. I'm still... It's one of those things where I can I can watch it and I'm not like, ooh, what's going to happen next? You know, I, I just I can just watch it and be like, oh, that was enjoyable and then just go about my day. And if I never see another episode, I, I would be OK kind of thing. So um, but it was entertaining. Well, also, the reason why I liked it is because they're really the character. It's like each episode is connecting together to tell a cohesive story. I mean, it doesn't, even though there, although there may be bottleneck episodes that lead you to the next episode or the next big issue. Well, I haven't seen any bottlenecking so far this season. So I don't know if we hit the bottleneck episode yet. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. It's just, even if they were, we couldn't tell because they're still telling a progressive story. Right. We we are slowly moving along. I know. Slowly. 
And so this was a very interesting episode to me because there was two things that was going on. First and foremost, they did. I would just go ahead and say this. They did blend in. If you've been, or if you're a fan or a follower of the show, they did have some webisodes and some features between the main show during the last season. Where can they season. find the webisodes? If you Google Fear the Walking Dead, Flight 462. 452? Oh, sorry. 452. I'm not sure. Four something. Um, <laughs> yeah, Google it. You'll, you'll get it. Some flight. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Okay, sorry. No, finish. Tell them what they, where they can find it. <laughs> and you'll be able to find that, and there are about 16 of them, so you can watch that, and they're about a minute apiece, so it's a really quick watch. Mm-hmm. But I had the pleasure of watching this episode without the knowledge of the web- webisodes, because mm-hmm. I kind of skipped over them since I don't... Um, watch the show live i always watch it on repeat afterwards so i always fast forward through commercials so he's so bad so with this um we we're introduced to a character named alex on a raft we sh- we're gonna say alex with a question mark and we'll get back to it so it's gonna be like alex <laughs> yeah we're, we're we're introduced to an alex who's an an probably an asian-american um, Probably character, maybe I don't know. Um, what, Asian, Asian descent, Canadian, uh, Asian descent. <laughs> um, Does it matter? So we're, the only woman on this on this raft, apparently, of yeah. survivors. And so there's a boy with a burnt face. Oh well, you see them swimming in the ocean. They call her over. She gets to the raft. She finds the, before she gets to the raft. She finds the boy um, who was sitting. She was sitting next to. Pulls him onto the raft, and everyone is like, "The boy's dying. Put him out of his misery." <laughs> and one guy gets pulled overboard as she's climbing on. He comes out the water. He's bleeding. Realizes that something pulled him down and bit him. He gets smacked in the head with an and oar they throw him off and throw him overboard. So they already knew what happens after you get bit. <laughs> oh yeah. They were aware, and so, so and you could just see. So we, can, we can call like there, there's one guy. There was suit, there was suit, there were stripes. There's Alex, and there's boy, and there's so, the boy with the bird face. Yeah, so uh, so suit suit gets he gets stabbed next when he tries to put uh the boy out of his misery. And he tries to put him out of his Alex misery stabs while he's him. Asleep. Alex Alex stabs Alex, him. <laughs> and then we're moved on to where we have Travis and Maddie. They're in their room. And... Oh, no. I mean, are we getting into a play-by-play? No, no, no. I'm just trying to get into some of the finer details. <laughs> so, and then... Travis and Maddie, Madison, are trying to get their freak Nick on because there's a... I mean, it's probably been a while. And, you know... I'm I'm pretty sure it's been a while. They They've been under a lot of pressure. They can't really uh, enjoy the themselves because all of a sudden the boat stops. And then you find out there's a zombie stuck in the intake of the ship. And we find out that that zombie is Stripes, which Khalif missed. And I was like, it's Stripes. I mean, she killed Stripes. Stripes was trying to, like, you know, reason with her. But we now know because he ended up zombie stuck in the intake hole that he that she killed him, too. Yes. Yes. And And then later on, you find out that the kids... Alicia has been like watching as Travis is trying to work on the boat. Um, him and Strand have an altercation. 
about. But we find out that actually Travis is pretty useful, right? Yeah, How says, does he know this stuff? Well, he found the manual. He found the manual of the yacht. Uh-huh. <laughs> he read it. <laughs> and, he he, said, and he's just figuring it out. He's fig- he, he's he's Scotty. He's figuring it out as it goes oh, along. So he's pretty smart. And so he well, said. Well, then we know he's going to die. I mean, if, if it's like Walking Dead, all the smart people and the people with good educations, they all bite it. Yes, they do. And so what ends up happening was that you had, um, he says he could be, he could rebuild a carburetor, but this is something totally different. Understandable. And he's just following. It may take a day. And Strand's like, just fix it. Get it done. And he's like, I'm not the part of the help. And he's like, obviously. But then he tries to be nice about it. He's like, no, I actually appreciate it. Excuse me for not being, you know, nice, really not- nice about it. But, you know, circumstances, it's stressful. We can't be sitting ducks. Like, he's nervous about being a sitting duck. Oh, yeah, very uh, nervous. This and goes, we don't know this, why. This goes back to the mystery of Strand. It still continues this episode. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> well, we so still then- don't, We're still not, we don't get to know anything about him some more. And I feel like I'm afraid that they may kill him and we still won't know and I'll be pissed. And then you have um, Alicia who's been eyeballing something uh, on Len. So they decide they're going to go to this island because all this luggage washed up. Yeah, all this from luggage. From flight 452. Well, we don't know that. We yeah, just of know. course we know that. I made well, that connection before they even decided Well, did you know there. that there was a flight? St- I no. knew it was a plane crash. I didn't. No, we knew, but I mean, I'm mentioning. No, 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 for real. Like, okay, just I didn't watch all the web episodes or whatever, but from watching the beginning of the episode, I knew it was a plane crash. So when when she shows that there's all this luggage that washed up on the island, I'm like, oh, it's from the plane that crashed. Okay. So, <laughs> so long story short, as I was trying, it could to it say, be from a yacht? I mean, it could have been, but I didn't think so. And so they decided they're going to go. Um, Alicia says this isn't up for discussion. They want to be valuable members. Madison, they want to be like, grown ups, and Madison want to baby her babies, but they're not babies. So, and she tries to baby her husband. Don't go down there. But you know, they all just override her, anyways. Like, this, yeah, times have changed, Madison. We're not your babies. Well, then, and this is the reason why I wanted to talk about this. So they go. Well, right before they get on the boat, Daniel says. He's going to watch them and take them ashore. And if anything happens, they'll come back. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess he said that so Madison would feel better. And I remember, like, before that scene, he was talking to Ophelia, his daughter, about don't trust them because, you know, she she's worried about the the, the her injury on her shoulder. And and she's like, oh, Madison's a good person. He's like, yeah, but if it came between you and Alicia, who do you think she'd save? And I thought that was odd because then Daniel has to kind of stand in and protect these children who aren't his going on the island. So exactly. like, was he hoping that he, that he comes back without one? I don't think so. Cause he went off to look for Chris. So that was, that to me was like totally weird. Actually. I think the whole get up is that he doesn't trust anybody and except for his family. And so with the fact that he says that, Oh look, I will take the kids. I will look after them. Oh, trying to get the others to trust him. Yeah. Like see that. Oh look, I, although I don't trust any of you bastards. You're going to trust me. You're going to trust me. I mean, maybe it is manipulation. You know, like what, what Machiavelli say, keep your enemies close. But they're not really enemies. Though. But we're talking about Daniel. Uh, I think he just sees it as, I mean, it is true. Um, we hope that doesn't ever have to happen. But let's be honest, nine times out of ten, I think mom is going to choose her own. Except in The Good Son, where she let her son go. Well, that dude was, well, spoiler alert for The Good Son. Oh, any, if you have 
not seen The Good Son by now when Macaulay Culkin was like 10 years old, shame on you. And I, yeah, I just spoiled it for you, but whatever. It's a great movie. You don't know everything. You don't know why she let go. Well, you don't know what I'm talking about. And so what ends up happening was that he goes ashore. They're rummaging through the stuff. And, you know, I was listening to some other podcasts and reading people's thoughts online. I mean, well, are we going to, are we going to do, are we going to do our, our nine I mean, questions? I'm talking are we going to do it. our questions? Let's just do no, our no, questions. No. I let's mean, just, we're talking about it. Let's just do it our as, questions. Well, we're talking about it as we go along. Yeah, but I, I mean, I just would rather just, you know. Well, I'm talking about the show and when this question fits the situation, okay. we talk about it. Okay. So... A lot of people are talking about, like, some weird incestual behavior between the actors. What a lot of people? Like, where do you get this information? I mean, where are you getting well, this Well, I'm listening to some stuff off, you know, different um, zombie forums. Okay. Um, some zombie forums, um, some other podcasts that talk about Fear the Walking Dead, where their listeners have said, like, oh, it seems like there was sexual tension between Alicia and Nick. Could there be something going on with the actors and actresses? And I was like, that would probably just make say them, actors now. That would probably make them really bad actors if they can't like bottle that physical activity. I don't know. I didn't see it. I thought it was a nice moment, and it and like, actually that moment to me was pretty good because when he wears hat and he gives it to his sister, and then she's looking at him, she mentions that you know for so many years you've been lost. So I was like. He was an addict hardcore for a long time. And so she's missed out on a lot of that relationship. And now, because of circumstances, they get to, you know, rebuild that relationship again. Well, also, I thought because he's now clean. And now that the world... Like, he said something really chic um, last season where he's like, Oh, man, the zombie apocalypse. You know, I've been living this way and now the world is catching up to me. Yeah. <laughs> So his world has already been in disarray because he's an addict, and now Mm -hmm. the world is now in disarray, and now he's in his element, as Strand would say. Right, right. So sexual tension? I don't think. I I didn't think so. So I wanted to just nip that in the bud Mm -hmm. right now because I, when I saw it, it was like he handed her the hat, and he looked like he's taking charge. He's really showing off his leadership ability at this moment, Mm -hmm. and she kind of. As a little sister would look that looks up to her bigger that used to look up to the bigger brother. She's starting to see the big brother that she had before the drugs took him. And that's what I liked about this yeah. scene. And I felt that was really And it's very top, topical getting on what's going on in suburban America with the heroin epidemic. You know, a lot of families are being destroyed by this. And so it also just kind of relates back to what's going on in society. Um, but then the next scene, Chris, and this is something that you mentioned before that I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about because you said that, you know, you told me after you saw the episode because you watched it first. You said, oh, this episode, uh, Chris became a man. So at this next this next little part where Chris wanders off to find the wreckage of the oh, airplane. Hold on. Before we say that, I love this. So once they get to the land, Daniel is like, don't go too far. Stay where I can see you. And immediately Chris walks the hell off. Yeah, I mean, whatever. But, you know, we kind of knew he just he just needs to stretch. I mean, it's how he gets. Like, when he just jumped off the boat, he get he getting cabin fever. He We know who needs to stretch his pretty legs. Pretty much, pretty so. much. And so Chris goes and he walks into this fus- the fuselage of this broken crash plane. And it just, to me, the stupidity of it, but kind of the naiveness of the fact that he sees a zombie that 
got the mask on and is still locked in through the seatbelt. He's hitting it through the mask. And then there was a good scare jump. The guy wakes up. And this man, who's still a human, wakes up and he's like, help me, help me. And so Chris unbuckles him and the most gruesome scene I think I've seen. It wasn't gruesome. It was just sad because as soon as he got him out, he realized it was hopeless. Well, yeah, he got him out and you see his his back is broken. His back is sticking out of it. I mean, it's broken out of his skin. Protruding through his skin. So it's like, oh, man. And and the guy keeps saying, help me, help me. But he kind of looks at Chris's, what Chris has in his arm, his little makeshift piece of metal. And he keeps looking at it and he's like, help me. And I'm like, oh. And Chris had to put him out, put him down, put him out of his middle. So you said, is that, is that what you were referring to when you said that, you know, Chris really showed himself to be a man? Yes, because at that one moment, even because I mean, think about how hard it must be to kill a human, right? And this yeah. guy who's in pain, he's in misery. And we see, and also because we see him put someone out of his misery. And we saw earlier Alex protecting someone who should be put out of his misery, who was okay with it. Right. And I think there's also an opportunity that maybe this will help. Um, repair Chris's relationship with his dad, you know, knowing what his dad had to do to take care, you know, put, it, yeah, put his mom much, out. Yeah, and how much pain his dad had to go through because he had to actually shoot someone he had in a relationship right, with. Right, right. He killed someone who's only known, he's only known for a few seconds. Right, right. Looked and, him in the eyes, though, too. I looked him at the eyes, and then this is not zombie head. This is like human head right. before it becomes mush-mush of the zombie virus. Right. So he had to really beat this guy to he a pulp. He did. He did. Oh, bless his heart. But, you know, well, of course, we knew what was going to happen, that, you know, Daniel realizes he's missing. They they go off. He goes to look for him. You stay here. The sister says, oh, they're taking too long. She goes. I was like, we knew this was going to happen. They're like, dude, they're going to get separated. And then the zombies are going to come. But the next, but the scene with with, uh, Nick was hilarious to me. I actually literally just laughed out loud. Oh, yeah. He goes in. It was so comedic. (laughs) He's looking at this zombie who's stuck in this hole. And it was kind of cool. I mean, he's like waist deep. He's just, yeah, and I thought it was cool because... Uh, and these crabs are crawling up. That was pretty cool. The yeah, crabs the, crawling on him. And he like eats a few. And the zombie's eating a few, but it's coming like out of his <laughs> opening. I thought that was really cool. I think crabs feed on um, flesh, flesh like that. I, yes. I, I don't know a lot about crabs, but yeah. Well, they're scavengers as well. So Right, so they're like picking at this body, I guess. Oh, yeah, and his body is eating them, and it keeps dropping out of him, you know? <laughs> and then Chris looks and slips and falls into the hole. Wait, I mean, I knew it was going to happen. You know, you could just see that this It was like the like, wily Coyote in the desert. Thing. And then the zombie's like, oh, yay, human, and is trying to... Rah, 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 and then, you know, and earlier, Nick found him. the knife, found a knife, and used the same knife to put the zombie out so of his So thank misery. God he found that in, in some of the, the luggage there. So that that was a godsend. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then... And then another zombie then walks another zombie just comes falls up and falls in. in. <laughs> I just about died. Oh, man. I mean, so that's why I said, like, for me, this... this um, so it was entertaining. It, it was. It did have a lot of entertaining um, Some dark that. humor. Some dark humor going on. But it's interesting because in season 
one, they don't really know what they're dealing with in season two. Now we're starting to realize what they're dealing with. And so, you know, we find out that Nick covered in zombie guts shows well, before up. Before that, the zombies come, everyone's running. Well, I'm just saying everyone's running. This is when we meet like oh, Charlie. No. When when our survivors meet Alex. Yeah, meet Alex. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we keep saying Alex is because Well, we'll they get call- we'll get to that. We'll okay. get to that. Yeah. So and uh, but it's funny because Dio stay on the beach and these zombies are coming and he 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 couldn't find uh Chris and all of a sudden this woman's running up and it's like it's like wait who are you you know <laughs> like and she's like they're coming and it's like uh, what and so it was kind of it was funny the look on his face that was also comedic to me because it was just like this random woman out of nowhere just comes running by and says and they're he's coming like, he's like, like what they're coming and like wait well like, you're not as who who are you and where did you come from like so. And his face uh, was like, who's coming? Yeah. <laughs> and then the, and then the walkers zombies. come. And, and then he, but then all the kids meet up and he says, and they, they're like, oh, Nick. And, his, you know, his sister, Nick, Nick. And so but instead of running towards the raft, Daniel tells them to grab something. So they get their little weapons. And it's like one of those moments. This is also kind of funny to me. Like um, a brave heart moment. No, I was going to say like, like um, Avengers, you know, where they like all like stand in a circle, oh, you know, yeah. it gets it's, I thought it was hilarious. And so, they're like zombie killer superheroes. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, as they're fighting We're off the zombies, <laughs> which I thought was a little stupid for Daniel, because he has his gun and he's just firing into the crowd. And he tells everyone else to pick up something. But I was like, dude, you're not hitting the head. You're shooting at them. Hit them in the head. But I'll get to that later. So, and out of nowhere, Captain Nick comes in, covered in zombie guts and saved the day. Well, he helps them, and then, like, they run off, and then he kind of, he figures out with this funny confrontation with another zombie. Which I thought was really cool that, because he's covered in zombie guts, he started to realize while everyone's running, the zombies are partying around him. Right, so he's like, oh. And he hmm. walks up to this one zombie, and this one zombie looks like it kind of sniffs him, and looks and at like, him, and kind of like, ah. No, like they're trying to talk. What was the name of that movie where like it was, it was a just zombie? Called R. No, it wasn't. It was. It was just called R. No, it wasn't. It was the one where he's like the zombie. He falls in love and his heart starts pumping again. You could look it up, but I guarantee. Okay, I will. But continue talking about it while I look it up. <laughs> but I guarantee the movie's just called R. So as he kinds to figure it out, and while they're shooting and back on the boat, Maddie hears what's happening and sorry about that <laughs> maddie hears what's happening hears the gunfire sees that they're being they're in trouble and strand runs out he's like what's going on <laughs> and he sees that they're coming he's like oh they're coming back they're coming back with visitors or something he says like that or something like like with extra yeah with or something. extra he and so back. you see that their their raft is towing the yellow survival raft and as they are now back on the boat as they're now back on the boat um they're all kind of arguing strand is like no they're like god damn it strand just let them on the damn boat we're all going in the same direction and strand kind of walks away well, then they all kind of agree that, look, we'll give. They can't come on the boat, but we'll tell them we'll give them water and food, food and a blanket and you stay on you stay on the raft. And as they start to go, as they're driving off, 
Strand comes back with the hat with a hatchet or something and cuts the rope and let them float off. But before he does that, Alex is talking to the burnt boy. It's called warm bodies. Oh, whatever. Sorry, and that, I'm sorry that that's a that's a zombie love story. It's very it's it's dark humor. It's very enjoyable. Um, so check out warm bodies. The zombies <laughs> actually they think and they communicate with each other through. You know, so it's it's really entertaining. It's really funny. That part is really funny. It's like he had he think he has a best friend, but that's another story. Yeah. Well, so you know, this is a big scene though when Strand cuts the rope. I mean, what was your first reaction when Strand cut the rope? I felt weird because this is the question that I was bringing up: Are we hardened due to the six years of watching The Walking Dead as an audience? Is the audience hardened because? Harder than this situation? No. Well, because the way I felt, I was like, thank God. Didn't you give these idiots your rules? One, it's my boat. Two, it's my boat. Three, it's my goddamn boat. Okay. I mean, my, my first reaction was because she calls out and she says, no. And it was so sad. But then I thought about it. I'm like, this is a freaking serial killer. We know for a fact she's killed two people already to protect this guy. So it's very safe for Strand to cut the ties. You know what I'm saying? A little crazy girl going to go on. <laughs> well, see, that's what I'm saying. I didn't have. I was But like, they don't know that, you know, but maybe Strand saw, oh, crazy eye. <laughs> maybe. He was like, the eyes say you're crazy. Your mouth say you're smiling. But I think this is going to be the thing that really, like. They're upset that it's going to really make them mutiny against him because that that to them was just too cruel. Because they said they're going to drop her off in San Diego, and you and know. then as soon as they get the movie, he cuts ties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I just thought that was a really I thought it was a real powerful scene, and it just showed that although Daniel early on wanted Maddie to be more diplomatic and talking to Strand about where they're going and how they're going to Mexico and what's in Mexico, then this happens, which shows that Strand is still sticking to his guns. Although you guys feel I this I mean, you got to have rules. I mean, even in a zombie apocalypse, there's got to be some, some rules, some boundaries, and they keep trying to break them. Yeah, number one, cardio. Okay, anyways. <laughs> yeah, Zombieland. but definitely they've they've done a lot of cardio. They do a lot of swimming, they do a lot of running, they do a lot of fighting, so definitely cardi- cardio. There's no time for fatties in the zombie apocalypse. Oh no, not none at all. So I mean So I think I survive it because I'm pretty freaking fast. <laughs> Remember that time at the haunted woods? Oh god, yeah. Jesus Christ. I, I became for real Flojo. I was just like <laughs> Well, that's also, I ever run in my life. <laughs> well, also, I just kind of wanted to quickly recap basically what happened in Flight 452, because oh, the little webisodes, the little webisodes, like it was real. They're one minute a piece. But okay, well, just explain what happened on the plane. Well, no, that's that what led I'm saying. To that situation, yeah. Like the whole thing that happens on the plane is that somebody gets sick. Um, Alex notices it. The guy becomes a zombie. The air marshal starts shooting while the plane is in the air. The a window break, and then that's the end. And so this, I like this episode because you kind of see, you, 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 although you kind of can tell what's going to happen with Flight 452, you see the end result that some people did survive and what happened to the rest of them. But I just think that it's really weird. I'm like, had he shot the zombie guy in the head, would that have been the end of it? Like, how is, is the zombie virus, is it airborne? Or do you have to get bit? 
Well, the way it works in this universe, if you will, um, the zombie virus, I believe it is airborne. Does it work like an STD? I think it, it <laughs> well, yes. I mean, it does. Like if you Well, just, if it works like an STD, then it's not airborne. Hold on. There's some part of it, how it jumps from people quickly. Because it does, if the zombie scratches you, you do become a, you do become a zombie. Oh, so it's like you, Ebola. It's like Ebola. So if it's not get, airborne. And if you get bit, you become a zombie. But as, as it said in The Walking Dead, the universe, we all have the virus. Or somehow we all got it. How did it pass from people to person to person so quickly? And that's the only thing that leads me to believe that it's one of those viruses like the T virus. That needs to be activated? Like the T virus from Resident Evil. I don't know. Well, I'm just explaining. Oh. The T virus in Resident Evil was in liquid form, but once it hit air, it became airborne. And, but it doesn't really explain that they all, well, it explained why Alice also got it. I don't know. Maybe it works. Maybe it's one of those liquid viruses that become airborne, and then once it infects a host, it changes and mutates like staff to that person's body, and then it passes on like that, which is why antibiotics won't work on a de-infection. I mean, but have we seen them try it? Well, not yet anyway. So, yeah, this is kind of an unknown unknown. But yeah, the plane crashes, and so... Um, that's how we got some survivors. But here's a big question that I thought about. How did some of the survivors of Flight 452 land in the ocean when the flight crash landed? Well, we don't know if it crash landed because we we don't have that scene. Because in Flight 452, it says that it was flying to Phoenix, I believe. From L.A., which is like, the physics of this is completely stupid. I was like, was there a huge hurricane that blew it? You know, like, because I'm thinking, um, L.A. to Phoenix, y'all, that's over land, not over sea. You have to be a nutball to go out over the ocean and come back around. And also, <laughs> well, the character who plays Alex, and the reason why we keep putting a question mark for Alex is because IMDb has labeled her as Charlie. Right. But in the webisodes and... In this show. episode, she's called Alex also. Right. So, so what's her real name? Yeah, so So what do you so you had a good idea. You say what? Well about it. Well, first I was like, do we think Michelle her the actor's name Michelle Ong, her will her character will be back? Because we saw she didn't die. They just cut the rope. Will but she But how show is she up gonna later? survive? I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say yes. We will see her again. Well, because also Scott Gimple and then went out and said the person from, they didn't say who, but they who, said a character. Who, who is Scott Gimple? Scott Gimple is the executive producer and I believe writer of the mm-hmm. show. Okay. So he said they're going to bring her back. They're going to bring um, a character from the webisodes onto the main cast. Okay. They didn't say who. So I'm assuming okay. it has to be this one. And so your question was then, is she going to be a, a nemesis? nemesis for Strand? Um, well, this is the reason why. Here's the reason why I say this. It's because we saw her. You didn't say anything. What do you think? <laughs> well, no, no. We saw her try to kill to protect that boy. Okay. And so, no, try to kill. She did kill to protect that mm-hmm. boy. So in the way that Strand cut the ties, to, so to speak, to them and let them float off, the boy dies. Will she hold that against him, look for Strand, and come back and be like a nemesis for him? I think she could, but Strand will no longer be alive. 
possibly. So that's why I say no, she's not his nemesis because he's going to die. And what is her that. real name? I mean, is it Charlie or is it Alex? Uh, well, <laughs> or could Alex be an alias? Maybe, as you said, them crazy eyes and she crazy easy eyes. kills, easily kills But it reminded people. me a lot, a lot of Lost. Like this episode, if you guys ever saw Lost, um, is you know, it's a plane crash and I'm not spoiling it for anyone. But it also has that kind of thing where they're also survivors and, you know, look crazy ones. It is just, it's really, it's a little funny to me. Like, you know, she's... I don't know. I don't like her. I don't trust her. Um, I didn't feel bad that she's out there by herself because she made she chose poorly. <laughs> <laughs> you chose poorly. Yes. Sorry, guys. Indiana Jones, uh, Last Crusade reference. Um, my next question would be: Why does Strand? Why does Strand? Why does Strand what? Why does he? Why does he do not know how to fix the boat? Why does he do not? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm messing it up. Sorry. <laughs> so Strand knows nothing about how to fix his boat. And people find that suspicious, proving yes. more and more that that's not his boat. I don't think um, that proves that's, that's not his boat. I mean, I have a car. And although I know how to change the oil and the tire, it doesn't mean if the engine goes... I had an issue where the gas, the engine light comes on. I don't know how to fix it. Right. We had to do some diagnostics like everybody else, <laughs> you know, to try to figure it out. So, um, but I already feel like he, this is not, this doesn't belong to him and that he works with somebody else anyway. Mm. Why? And, you know. But well, I, I mentioned that before, why, why I think that. My next question is, is Daniel the worst babysitter ever? No, he is not. He's just... That kid Chris is he got a death wish. You know, some kids they just want to kill themselves. You know, yeah. when you babysit some some babies, some of these babies be crazy. You know, <laughs> like that baby that like headbutts you till you drop them. Yeah, some kids are just literally nuts. They they want to like be hurt. And so, my here's my next Chris question. Is weird. As we said, they went to land to retrieve some things. Did Pointless they in- trip yet again. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't bring back shit. Yeah, what happened? Where? So, I was like, "Where?" And Anthony, I mean, Khalif was so funny. He was like, "What?" And I said, "Where are their bags?" They didn't bring back nothing. He said, "No, they did." I was like, "They didn't bring all well, that they brought back." Nick brought this cross and gave to Ophelia. So I think Nick and Ophelia. Oh yeah, they're gonna be the Glenn and uh, what Maggie. you call it, Maggie of. Well, because I was show. wondering because he found all those amoxicillins and she needed that. Oh well, she's gonna lose that arm. And I guess my final question, Daniel mentions to them that we're wasting time when they were talking about going onto land to rummage through things. Do you think because there's all this arguing, there's there is no dictatorship? That's that's why it takes so long and so much time for them to talk. Um, I mean, similar to uh, Walking Dead, was that season three where they talked a whole lot? Was that the one where I was like, I'm done with this? Probably two or three. Remember they they, were on they, the farm they they had for a long they had time. that guy and they back and forth on if they were gonna kill him or not, but they rescued him. What season was that? I don't remember. It was just oh. let's just think about it. It was the farm, <laughs> right? So I just think that it had to build up to a clear leader, you know. And so on this on this show, they're also trying to build up to a clear leader. Well, because everyone that I've seen, like, Madison is good at being diplomatic, but Strand is like, this is my goddamn boat. But Nick, out in the wilderness, showed that 
Nick in the wilderness. Oh, well, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. When he's when he was out off the boat, he showed that look, I didn't saved everybody. Help! I found we. I made a way through. So there are people. Nick is Glenn. <laughs> probably, yeah. Nick is ah, Glenn. I need some medicine. I need some this. I need some juice. You give me some some carrot juice. Nick, I need some carrot juice. <laughs> Can you get the pads and the birth control pills, please? <laughs> but also, I was feeling Madison may be the true leader of the group in some retrospect because it seems like everyone but Strand is dependent on her to be diplomatic, like. Um, Daniel says, well, why don't you, like, tells her about Mexico. Well, why didn't you ask about him? And he's like, well, you'll be diplomatic. When Travis is having an issue, Madison is the one that's trying to, like, talk to Strand. And when it came to Alex, she um, was... She, she made a decision. She she put her to, foot down and was like... That, that would actually... See, she, she thought it would make everyone happy. She didn't come on the boat, but we can still help her a little bit. Yeah. And so this is what I was thinking. Maybe Madison, might, it might be a maditatorship eventually. It might be because Strand also has tried to talk to her about like what's supposedly in Mexico, which I think is a complete lie. Well, yeah. So we didn't mention that because we talked about what was in Mexico. And he was mentioned about how there's a fortified house. It has concrete walls, reinforced walls. Basically, la, Ale- la, la. if you're familiar with the Walking Dead mother show, then it's Alexandra, but in Mexico. <laughs> Possibly. So some of my questions I had from our first episode did not get answered. We still remember there's that guy, Jack, and there's the boat that was mysteriously chasing them that has disappeared. So um, what about that? Right. And yeah. then. The, there's still the mystery of Strand. Who is he? What is he really about? What is he What is he really trying to do? Who is he talking to on the phone? Blah, blah, blah. All these questions. But you said my other question about why Nick took the yacht log was answered. But I missed it, Khalif. So how was that question answered? Well, because when episode two, when he went to take, when Chris was in the water and they had the floaters, he went to the, the sunken ship and found their easily found their damn yacht log. And as he swam back in this episode, they found out that San Diego was burnt to the ground. Oh, so they, they actually wrote it in the yacht log. Yes. In the yacht log, I guess. So why were they gonna drop off that woman in San Diego if they knew it was already burnt? I think that was something because as I said before, they must not have reached San Diego yet. <laughs> Yeah, Remember? I know that, but you said that they... Well, listen, well let me Was say it this. before or after they offered to give the girl a ride to San Diego that they find out that it No, burned? this is before. But I think this was something that... Um, it was something that's a short trip for Strand. Okay. It's not out the way. So they may not have gotten past San Diego yet or got to San Diego. It's so the this slowest is really, moving boat in the world. I'm, I, I thought 20 knots was pretty damn fast, but they can't go 20 knots because he said it'll burn out the engine. So they have to go somewhere like They 15. basically just coasting, I guess. Yeah. But anyways, so yeah, I hope, I really, really, really hope that the show gives us more about Strand before they, before they kill him off. That's all, that's all I ask. Honestly, that's I... That's all I ask. <laughs> honestly, I don't think they're going to kill off Strand. And this is my reason why. They're upset. They're going to try to mutiny and take over the boat and help people. But it's going to really mess up Strand's plan. They're not going to make it to Mexico. That's what I think is going to happen. And somehow they're going to fight, kiss. They're going to have a guy fight, kiss and make up, and then move on. Okay, well, those are the predictions. Anything else you want to say? 
No, there's nothing else that I want to add. Okay, so we're going to wrap up that. We're going to just briefly talk about the horror movie that I begged Khalif to watch with me. And in some parts, I couldn't really take it. And that was It Follows. Well, wow. So while I get the synopsis pulled up, what did you think about It Follows? I mean, I can give a synopsis. So basically, this... uh... I already got it written down. Oh, really? Okay. Um, I really liked it. It was just enough of scary. Just enough of scary? What do you mean? It it was scary enough. It wasn't over the top. It wasn't, um, too... I mean, it's it's just the creepiest thing of feeling like something is looking at... I mean, everyone had that feeling in your life that someone's watching you or that... You know, and you turn and you, there's no, there's nothing there. You know, it's kind of like, it just kind of plays up that fear even more. Well, I follow you. I really understand that whole feeling that someone's watching you. You can't tell where they are. You go somewhere and feel like someone's chasing, following you, or looking over your shoulder. Yeah, but there are parts of the movie that I felt until it got to that point, the whole love story was boring. But then once she got into the fact of what happened to her, I was like, oh, damn, that's messed up. Well, it started out kind of cool with the girl looking like she was running around in circles and ran the house and ran back out. And then she gets to a place and she just says, calls her parents like, oh, I love you guys. And you're kind of like, what in the world? And then we see her all smashed up. Her body. So it started out kind of like, boom. Then it slows it down. We build this love story a little, and they do the nasty, and then it looks like he's gonna try to kill her because he, you know, he puts the, the what 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 is that Chlor- chloroform her, and um, but then we find her later tied to a chair and he a wheelchair and he's trying to explain like, something totally crazy to her. Well, in the synopsis of this movie it says after a carefree teenager Jay sleeps with her new boyfriend, Hugh, for the first time, she learns that she is the latest recipient of a fatal curse that has passed from victim to victim via sexual intercourse. Mm-hmm. Death, Jay learns, will creep towards her as either a friend or a stranger. Jay's, friend, Jay's friends don't believe her seemingly paranoid ravings until they, too, began to see the phantom assassins and band together to help her flee or defend herself. Right, which is really, I mean, when it gets to the point where, um, I mean, she's acting real nuts, and, like, the cops show up, and it's like, you know, they're trying to figure out, well, were you were you, were you, you raped? You know, because that's how she's acting, like, traumatized like that, but it's a different kind of trauma, because now well, she has think about it, it something did look following like her. But it did look like a rape scene because the dude just, he drives, he does a drive-by and drops her off in her panties and bra. I mean, really, I was like, you couldn't have put her dress back on? Cause, and then she was, her hands were still tied together, too. So I was like, it did look a lot, I mean, it was bad, but he made it worse and then just kind of disappeared. So uh, first her her family and her friends are like, oh, you know, she was victimized, she was assaulted. But then she tries to explain to them, it's not, I was assaulted, but not in the way that you think. Yeah, and she's trying to explain it, but they don't, as a synopsis said, they don't believe her. Yeah, they think she's just suffering from, you know, a trauma um, from being sexually assaulted. And so they're like, oh, we'll go along with her to, like, see that'll help her get better until when they're at the beach. Well, she goes to school. She sees the phantom walking across the the weird old lady. So scary. Like, Terminator style, just 
pacing itself across the courtyard towards the classroom. Mm -hmm. The next time, um, she sees it somewhere else and then end up going to the beach. In her house, she sees it as um, that the, the same girl we see from the beginning. Yeah, I thought that was weird. And then they they, they escape. And then the next time we see it's still it's a girl, but she's in glasses. It's a different girl. Um, it's just all kinds of crazy. Before they go, they escape to the beach, though. They go by, they find the guy. Don't they find, they find the guy. No, no, they find another guy. Um, a younger dude who who becomes somebody a part of their group, and they because he has a car and he takes them. No, no, no. I'm talking about. Don't they go looking for? The They're dude? trying to, but they don't know his real name. But then they find him. Did they find him before the beach or after the beach? I can't remember. They found they find him before the beach. Right, right. But this is because the boy, the the, the other guy, not Hugh, the other guy that she sleeps with later. I don't remember his name. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm not going play them. by play. But yeah, I know go- he takes them to go find... But we're trying to look for Hugh, who Hugh really is. And that and, was the whole point of so, them leaving with him. Because, and the guy kind of went to that high school that the the other guy that they he takes them to the beach knows the high school that he said he's from. So they go get the yearbook. They got the yearbook and find out that his real name isn't Hugh that is right. like Jacob or something. And they like find that. his house and he and he explains to all of them more about how it works from what he knows. Which is some weird STD type thing going on. Right. You have to you have to pass it along through sex, but the other person if you pass it to if they die it comes back to you. So you need to make sure that, that you're kind of investing that other person also surviving. Surviving and passing along to someone else. Right. You know, like, get this monkey off my back kind of thing. And he tells her, this Don't is let a bad it touch idea. you is the thing. He's like, don't let it touch you. Yeah, don't let it touch you. And we should not we should not be talking together or being in the same area because both of them together, it gets a two-for-one special. Yeah, and so it was really funny because they're, like, sitting at a park in an open area and, you know, he's looking around, darting his eyes, and then, like, a girl comes by with some books, and he's like, do you, do you see do, that? Do, do, do you guys, do, do you see that? And they're like, the the girl with the book? Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. You know, so it's like, it's kind of isolating because he has to check to make sure that if Everyone he's the only one who real. can see her, then that means it's it's not, it's it's a go, the ghosty, it, it's it coming to get you. Well, yeah, because it was kind of like we saw it before where they were playing, like, when they went on their date to the movies in the beginning when we thought Oh, yeah, you. the girl in the yellow dress. And yeah, and they were like playing the game, like pick some stranger out. Mm-hmm. And I have to guess that's the person you're mm-hmm. looking at. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, well, who's the person I'm looking at? He's like, the girl in the yellow dress. And he's like, what girl? Yeah. That girl over there. And when he points, there's nothing there. Yeah. So um, well, I don't so- want to give away too much of the movie, but it gave me the, the heebie-jeebies. It I'm- really did. Honestly, I, it it did not for me, but I found it interesting once it got into the story and how they tried to resolve the situation. Because to me, it didn't have any real resolution. It didn't. It didn't. But there were some pretty good uh, shock scares. And I do like the fact that it can look like somebody you already know. And that if you have already dealt with it, you can also see it. You know? So it's oh, kind yeah. of... It's interesting, and it—I don't know. Like the story, I thought it was really a good story. Well, there was this one strange, because he said, "Don't let it 
So we only saw two victims, really, that happened to right. this movie. The girl at the beginning who looked like she was just broken into pieces. Mm-hmm. And then there was the guy that they met that she ends up having they, sex with. We'll just with. say her, her neighbor, because I can't remember his name. So yeah. her, her neighbor. Yeah. yeah. Um, they had sex when she was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And so she's checking with him, checking with him, checking with him. But he's like, I haven't seen anything. But she, at this point, I was like, you didn't explain it to him. No, she she had like I mean, and she didn't even need to explain it to him either because he was there when oh, Hugh yeah. explained it. And so, as they after they had sex, and he was just like everything's the same, nothing special has happened, right? Well, then one moment she breaks into, <laughs> um, she um, Jay sees this woman walking the street. And breaks the window and basically goes into the neighbor's house. Mm-hmm. She chases after it and sees this woman who's wearing like a silky robe. Well, at first when it goes in the window, it looks like someone else. But when she sees it in the hallway, it looks like the it looks like the mom, the neighbor's mom. But I thought it was weird because the mom was naked, like just wearing a robe. But that wasn't his mom. No, no, no. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. And so... When he opens the door, he's like, damn it, mom. And she, like, pounces on him and screws him to death. So I was like... Not really, because if, if they did a close-up of that scene, and she's just, like, grinding on him. She, her underwear is still on. Well, no, this is what I'm saying. I mean, she's grinding on him, sucking his life force out of him. <laughs> I was like, how do you die? And so I started to overthink the movie at this point. <laughs> grinding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I did over, like, a little bit. I was like, oh, because we were trying to figure out how you could get rid of it, and it's so difficult, you know? Yeah, and I, and I was reading some interviews from the director, and he was basically saying that he tried to make a horror Scooby-Doo mystery type movie. <laughs> okay, he succeeded. Because he said he didn't, he wanted, because, you know, the Scooby-Doo, the mystery machine, they were teenagers or college students just trying to solve mysteries, right? Yeah. And not all the time they come up with the best ideas, but they True. end up solving the crime. True. So he kind of wanted this to, the the way they solve it was kind of be like, oh, the Scooby-Doo gang trying to figure out how to solve the crime. Which, when he said that, I was like, ah, it makes sense to the reason why they did what they did. Yeah. So, I mean, I I I recommend it. Khalif, what about you? I still recommend it. I would not call this a new cult classic, as all the people are saying online. Only when because you see I've seen it, it you can better. see the cultishness of it. Well, because it had traditional American horror values. You got the virgin. She wasn't a virgin, actually. It was the first time she had sex with that guy, but not ever. Okay, well, she, so when you meet her, you know. As close as you get, I guess. Well, when you meet her, she's someone of some type of virtue where she's really... Virtue? Well, I, I mean, she's... I mean, you didn't get anything, like, slutty or anything well, about her. I thought her. she was a regular She had girl. a weird Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday panty set. Come on, now. I, uh, a Monday, Tuesday... You know, like, in, baby panties. Bra baby set. Baby panties? Pre-teeny bopper panty sets. I don't... I, I didn't see what you're talking about. So she didn't wear any like thongs or Monday? anything. Oh, a lot of people don't wear thongs. But you're not getting what I'm trying to say. She didn't exhibit any of the American whore 
Um, oh gosh. Okay. I mean, she's just a, she's just a regular. Girl. I mean, there are some tropes that happen in American horror movies. Like you usually have the nerd, the geek, and they the, did have the nerd, the the little. I mean, they had two nerds actually, right? Yeah, a couple. And they had the bad boy. He was the neighbor. The bad boy, who's the neighbor? Her good. The good girl was kind of like. I guess it would be her sister because Jay starts to go on this thing where she's sleeping with everybody. Or it looks like it's implied that she's sleeping with people now. Uh-huh. She's sexually awoken. Well, she's a college student. but And so that's what I thought was interesting. Like, she's a college student. I think it's maybe her first but or I second year. I think her year. sister may be a little bit younger, maybe a year, because her sister, like, it's so cute. Her sister works at an ice cream parlor with her little friend, and they've all been friends. They were kids, you know. Yeah, and I just thought that that was really interesting. And some of the tropes, it didn't really match up. But then how would they, and I was like, how would you solve this issue? And the director said he purposely didn't want, like, usually most ghost movies or something where something is chasing you, there's clues that show you how to beat it at the end. He purposely tried to remove that out of this movie to keep it. So I. So you don't recommend no, I recommend. I, okay. I mean, I found it. You just don't think it's going to be a cult classic. I don't think it should be a cult classic, like something that has that cultural stamp on it. But I could see why it will. I I think it's it's it should be cultural. But anyway, so that was our review of It Follows, and we will do a more in depth review of a future horror movie, and we're going to try to bring you something that you haven't seen, some little tidbits in that. So that does it for me. How about you, Khalif? Um, in conclusion, I would love to wrap that up. And remember the website, crossfire.crusade.net. Please support us through iTunes, Android, and we're now on Google Play Music. Woohoo! We're so, really yes. moving up. So, all, right. all you listeners, you know that we're now on Google Play Music. Google Play Music wants you to say Google Play Music and not just Google Play. All right, I gotcha. And on that note, I'm your boy, Khalif. And I'm your girl, Jamise. Have a good evening. Mm-hmm.